I'm Coach Mickey, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. And if this is your first time joining us, come on in and make yourself comfortable. And for those of you that join me on a regular basis, I'm so glad that you do. And as you guys know, grab your favorite beverage, whatever, especially if you're, well, if you're driving, be careful, but uh, grab your favorite beverage, come on in. And I'm so excited for you to be here and share some of the insight and information with many of our guests. Um, I also would like to thank so much for our sponsor, who is Dr. Melissa Mandela. And if you have an opportunity to reach out to her, please do for all plant-based uh, eating and lifestyle. She is pretty amazing for everything that you need from psychiatric to health to um, pretty much anything at cooking. So uh, please look down in the description and you will find her links. Uh, but today I am really happy because you have heard this person on before. Um, she is pretty amazing. I think she is somebody everybody needs in their life, especially for if you're having a family. I wish I had known about someone like you and had or even had you with me, uh, Therese, when I was having children. But I'm so glad that you could be with me today. So welcome with me today, uh, Therese Flores. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mickey? I'm doing good. And I'm so glad that you had an opportunity to be able to come on because having a child is a big event, but having a child and not knowing what to do, because obviously they don't come with a manual. <laughs> but um, I'm excited. So I'm going to let you jump right in and tell everybody what you do and what your expertise is and, and uh, how you've helped other families. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, my name is Therese Flores. I'm the owner and the founder of Beacon Newborn. And I'm a postpartum doula and newborn care specialist, as well as new parent educator. Um, I also have formal education within early childhood as well. And I help new mothers transition home um, after they give birth. So, you know, moms will book me as early as they'll reserve me on their calendar as early as, you know, four weeks pregnant, eight weeks pregnant, up until, you know, sometimes they're last minute moms that I try to squeeze in for help too. Um but I am, I'm with them and I'm on speed dial. I, you have 24 seven access to me once you book me. And, um, then I am with you the moment you arrive home from the hospital with you and your partner. And I help support you le leading up to the birth, providing education, um, newborn care products and recommendations, lactation support and supplements, all of those things. So we do do a meet and greet prenatal visit prior to baby arriving. And then um, once you arrive home, you know, you or your spouse usually keeps me up to date to saying, you know, we mom, mom's going into labor. So then I sort of time it like I'll be there within, you know, one to two days afterwards. And um, some families have me come over right after they give birth. The moment they get home, they want me there. Some families prefer a little bit more privacy. So maybe they want two weeks to adjust with themselves as a new family dynamic. And then um, they maybe will have me come in. And they have a bunch of questions that they, you know, stocked up on during those two weeks that we um, that we can cover as well. Um, so I'm there. I help you with education, lactation support, baby's first bath, umbilical cord care. And um, if I'm there, you know, longer within the six to nine week period of postpartum support, then I like to implement a little bit of sleep training and sleep shaping. <clears throat> so it's very customizable. and. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, once a doula, always a doula. So I keep in touch with all of my previous clients and I have great relationships and friendships with some of them. So um, I always keep in touch with everyone. 
That's that's amazing. I mean, like I said, having a child is a huge endeavor to begin with. So and and then coming home because I know even with my children, you know, I had them both C-section and there's a lot to it, especially when you're trying to recover yourself, you know, your own body. But now you also have this small child that depends on you. So having someone that can come in and work with you is is amazing. So I got to ask, how did you get started with this? I mean, I know this is your passion. You've been doing this for a long time, but what what brought you to where you are today? Sure. Um, yes. So I, um, so I had a very unconventional road to motherhood. Um, my husband and I, we loved children and, um, you know, it wasn't even really a discussion once we got married or even engaged, we knew we loved children and we wanted a big family. And that was that, um, after a few years of being married, we had some friends that, um, had become foster parents. And so we knew that there was a need and we love children and that's all that really mattered to us. So we said, you know what, like we want a family now, so let's dive in and do it. So, um, so we, so we actually went ahead, became foster parents within like a a year span. Um, we had a little baby girl come to us for six months. She was reunited with family. We took a little break for a few months and then we got um, a sibling set that were two and three years old who we um, have now adopted. Um, so, and then after, um, then right before we had adopted them, I became pregnant with, um, biological child and at 20 weeks, um, she was actually diagnosed with a life limiting condition. So we knew that she wasn't going to, um, that there was no chance of survival after birth. Um, so we decided to carry her and it was a really difficult time and it wasn't a difficult decision because we knew that we were going to carry her and move forward, but it was, um, it was very difficult because we didn't have an OB that necessarily agreed. And so, um, I mean, it was just earth shattering when he looked at me and he said, like, if you choose to carry this child, she will, the child will ruin your life. And that was very, very difficult. And my husband said, it's not it's not, that's not an option for us um, to terminate the pregnancy. And he said, then you're going to walk through this alone. Um, So I was left two weeks without any answers. Um, I then switched to an amazing, I was referred by a friend to an amazing high risk OB. And I've been with him ever since. He's awesome. And um, kind of forgot about the other guy, thankfully. And uh, out of sight, out of mind. And um, so I did carry her um, until 31 weeks when I went into labor with um, polyhydroaminos. Um, so her, my daughter's condition, her diagnosis was limb body wall complex, um, LBWC. It affects about only one in 15 million pregnancies. Um, her condition was not genetic. Um, it was just a random chance. And so my, her kidneys were not contained within, she had no frontal muscle wall. So her kidneys, excuse me, she had no frontal muscle wall. So her um, organs were just floating in amniotic fluid. So her kidneys produced excess, um, excess fluid. So that put me into labor because I had excess fluid um, in my body. So that pressure caused me to go into labor at 31 weeks. And she was born via C-section. But I, in the meantime, I had an amazing doula that I booked while I was pregnant when I was 12 weeks pregnant and she was with me through the whole pregnancy and I prepared myself by doing some, um, (laughs) excuse me, I'm just getting over a little cold. Um, 
some pain management techniques. Um, one of them is called, um, it's pretty popular. It's called hypno babies. So I'm um, using hypnosis um, for pain management, um, self-taught hypnosis. And um, I was able to, um, unknowingly, I dilated um, eight centimeters at home. And then I walked, I walked into the hospital um, through, through the security, through triage. They offered me a wheelchair. I said, no, thanks. And um, they did the um, vaginal exam. They said, you're eight centimeters. So uh, we got to stop this because we were going, planning to do a C-section. I just unknowingly labored and I didn't realize I was that progressed. <laughs> so we did do a C-section. Um, I was actually on comfort care and palliative care at 20 weeks. So I was closely monitored and um, because of my daughter's life limiting diagnosis. So it was, um, it was really a memorable experience because the hospital like really catered to sibling integration and um, they really helped guide my family and I just on ways to memorialize her um, at her birth and her passing. And um, I have her little hand, handprints right up there on the desk you see them and her um, ultrasound and they really helped um helped us like with ideas to memorialize her they provided us like with those handprints for free of cost which was really sweet and um just different ways and connected it with us with different families um so and like I said sibling integration so my kiddos were able to be there and to meet her we had a photographer come um who does this voluntarily voluntarily um to take pictures and you know she just sort of people had told me like oh it might be weird having a photographer in the room um you know but then others had told me they're they just act like a fly on the wall they know what to do they're trained to do this type of situation so um she really was amazing and she got amazing photos and um didn't interfere with any of us and so anyways I I had a doula through the whole process um, I had a doula in the C-section room with me. Um, I was able to create a playlist that played music during my C-section. Um, and so after that, I took some time to recover, obviously. And um, I, you know, I was a postpartum doula prior, but I really found a niche and a need for, <coughs> excuse me, like get some water. Um, I really saw that there was a need and lack of support for bereaved mothers and mothers who have experienced loss or even mothers that are now pregnant after loss. So maybe their previous pregnancies have had a loss. Um, and so their second pregnancy is just really triggering for them uh, because of their first ex prior experience. So there wasn't there and there still isn't a lot of resources. So I really wanted to step into that realm and support other mothers um, going through this and um, whether it's a live or a live birth or not. And so um, I didn't want anyone to experience what I had gone through. And um, people didn't really know quite how to respond after I gave birth because they thought, well, maybe she doesn't need help because there's no baby to take care of. Um, so I think that was sort of their mentality. Traditionally, I think a lot of mother-in-laws and moms things think like we'll come, we'll come over and help because the baby's there and it's a lot going on. But you still have a postpartum period even after you ha don't have a live birth. And um, I think that that's something that you know our culture needs to be made more aware of. Um, 
So um, since then, I started stepping into the realm and helping moms who, um, you know, with pregnancy after loss, um, even on their third pregnancy, sometimes they have a hard, more difficult time because two pregnancies ago, they had a loss. Um, and just having me there and someone who's been through it and walked through it, um, I think it's very valuable to be educated in that realm. And, you know, but it's just completely different if you have someone who has experienced it in your home with you and you just don't even have words to say to each other. You just know what you're feeling and you just have a different connection when sharing stories and things. Um, so, um, and then also I do offer online education with, um, on my website, feganewborn.com. And I do have, um, I'm this, I'm launching some courses for bereavement modules um, where I have an MFT come in and she talks about postpartum loss and, um, you know, the, the cross, the intersection between postpartum depression and loss. Um, and then I have a few guest speakers, um, authors who have written books after they've experienced infant loss, um, as well as just overall newborn education and, you know, basics while swaddling techniques. So we really have a full spectrum of education that we're going, that we offer. And uh, we look forward to adding to that library on a monthly basis. Well, that's, well, first of all, um, I'm sorry. I mean, and I guess there is no words you can say to somebody who's had a loss. And and I know that had been very difficult, but I, I, I commend you for having the courage to be able to take what happened and what you went through and you, you're there for other people to be able to be there for them and know what they're going through or understand, I should say, what they're going through and then offer that, you know, as, as a service. I mean, that really takes a, a special person to do that. But knowing that you've, you're, a foster parent and you know when you have your own children and and what you're doing i mean your your heart is as big as your body trees my gosh <laughs> you know that's that's pretty amazing but i know um you are uh i know you're busy all the time because like you said you're you're there and you're available for all these parents but tell us about these classes that you have coming up i know you about told me about the one but also um people can reach out to you virtually too right i mean are you also in person but can you do virtual Yep. So I, um, I do offer virtual as well. I have a HIPAA compliant platform that I use to meet with parents. Um, I have different, different categories. Um, you know, I have one that's called milk mentor and that's all about lactation support. Um, I have, you know, a free 15 minute consultation for each class. Um, I have one for swaddling. I have one for, um, baby led weaning, so I just have different categories that you can book. And of course, some of them are more lengthy where maybe they, maybe the parents want like more of a, um, like a ch- on a check-in basis. So maybe it's not one, a single one hour meeting, but maybe it's, um, you know, we do a two weeks, two week contract virtually and we meet, you know, three hours each week. Um, so that's an option as well. And so then I am um, you cover a whole uh, plethora of things, you know, right f- with a newborn, like you said, even just the the lactation and, and, and the swaddling, because that's something I wouldn't even think about. But I'm, I'm assuming that all of those things really kind of come into play when you when you have I mean, I, I, I know that having a child and keeping them close to you was was when my children were little, but there's so many more. Uh, re- so much more research and findings that you can actually help that helps in the development of the child. I remember 
researching, and I did it with my son, where you had all the black and white toys, and then oh, maybe yeah. a splash of red, and that was to help stimulate mentally for the yeah. child. You know, and I and it's and I and I work with Dr. Sears. You know, but but I, you've what you're doing is so much more involved and hands on. <laughs> yeah, so we do a lot of that, like like you had mentioned, like the high contrast flashcards, just developmentally appropriate activities to implement during tummy time. Um, we all do all that in person, but of course, virtually, I'm always happy. I always help the clients with ideas over the uh, virtually, or I help create, um, create like a plan and layout um, for them as well with ideas. That's really useful. And, you know, sometimes a lot of these families, they might have, <clears throat> they have in-laws and grandparents come into town after baby arrives, but those grandparents just want to be grandparents and snuggle the baby. They don't necessarily want to wake up in the middle of the night and feed them. So um, a majority of my work is overnight care. Um, and then I do daytimes as well. But um, yes, I do offer virtual, virtual too. And, you know, we do, um, I am a certified CPR first aid instructor as well. So um, sometimes the families would like, like to go over, you know, prevent choking prevention in an infant while I'm over there um, or take a formal class um, in their home, which is really beneficial because they're not, they don't have to go out. Um, you know, a lot of places don't allow babies. So if I come in their home and baby's there and needs a feeding break, that's really great to do a great option to do in their home as well, um, for CPR and first aid training. <clears throat> so now you've been doing this for quite a while. So how, how old or what's the, the oldest person that you have that you've started with an infant that has now grown, you know, to a certain age, what, what, what age is that at the moment? <laughs> Um, I think they're both, I believe they're just entering high school right now. <laughs> that must be interesting <laughs> to see these children grow. Yeah. You know, oh so yeah. Because I keep in touch with their parents on Facebook. So they're going to homecoming and, you know, and then I, I, I do all this screenshot to my other like colleagues and I'll be like, can you guess who this is? You know? So yeah, they're going to homecoming and prom and all of that. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. I have to count backwards in the years. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. Now you, you started, and I just want to touch on this a little bit. You actually had an opportunity to go to Europe and this actually uh, kind of helped with what you're doing and how you deal with with newborns, what they do over there, how it was kind of different. Yep. Yeah. So I, um, so I love the name, my name, the company name Fika Newborn. Um, it comes from the Swedish tradition of sort of having coffee, having a coffee break and just having something sweet and gathering around and reconnecting. Um, so when I was in visiting in Europe, um, I have a friend who lives over there. So I had gone, um, quite a bit and stayed with her. And then one of the times she had been come engaged by, um, to a Swedish man, and he had come back over to Eastern Europe where we were staying and he had brought over the tradition of Fika. So my friend was super excited and she said like, let's try this new thing, Fika. So in her apartment each day, we would put out some tea and coffee and candy or cookies and like on the dining room table. And then here in America, everyone Monday through Friday, everyone is gone working nine to five in Europe. It's slower. Everyone's home during the day. So um, so, you know, from nine to five, you know, somewhere in between there around one, between 1 PM and 4 PM, you know, you do Fika, you put it on the table, everyone comes from their bedrooms or, you know, wherever they're at doing errands and everyone just joins together and has time to reconnect and, um, 
just a treat. So um, I really thought that that was fun. And um, just when I decided to do my rebrand and launch my online education, I was brainstorming for months. My husband and I, we were brainstorming different branding names and models. And I thought, well, Fika. And then I thought, well, how could I love the name and I love what it means and what it represents, but how can I incorporate it into my company? And I thought, well, you know, it's really a time to reconnect and, um, and just to shed light on, you know, onto your child and to reconnect and just to be present um, in your parenting. And like I'd mentioned before, I do a lot of overnight care. So um, I always tell my clients, you know, you want to maximize your healing by maximizing your rest and your sleep so that you can become fully present with your child during the day. So um, I'm a firm believer that if the mom is well rested and the both parents are well rested and it's a you know, a happy home during the day, um, because they got a good night's sleep, then they're able to really fully enjoy motherhood on a different level and enjoy their baby as well. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I know Europe's a little bit different. I've had an opportunity to travel and yeah, you have to, we, we, we try to get done in, you know, 12 hours. It takes them two or three days, but it's much more enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we got a few more, we got about another minute or two. So what would you like to uh, share uh, with everyone? Obviously all of your links will be down below. So you'll have an opportunity to uh, connect with Therese and I highly recommend that you do, um, whether you're having a baby, or you know, someone who is, you know, maybe you want to reach out to her for other, other reasons, maybe to connect with her. Um, so her information will down, will be down in the description below. We guys will be able to connect with that, but, uh, what's, what's something I know you got an event coming up, so, uh, we can, we can share that, but is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, no, I just encourage you to check us out on social media at Fika Newborn. Um, and FikaNewborn.com. Take a look, browse around at our online education. I have blogs posted that are, you know, ton, tons of a wealth of information as well. So um, yeah, just take a, take a look and uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I I really am excited. I, I love what you do. I really do. Like I said, if I had known there was anybody out there like you when I was uh, having children, I definitely you would have been on my list of people to call. So thank you so much. All right. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Coach Mickey. Please connect with our guests. Um, they love hearing from you. And again, please keep your comments, your questions, and your suggestions coming. Um, I highly recommend that you connect with these people. Uh, they're amazing for, in what they do. And remember, the most courageous thing you can do is be yourself. I look forward to seeing you next week with another fun guest. Until then, see ya. This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express 
how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to KeepOnSharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 